What's up, Steelers fans? Welcome back after a lengthy absence. Uh, the room I record in here is actually in my closet, and it gets inhospitable during the long, hot summer months. But now that we got some football weather back and we got some football to talk about, I'm going to be talking to each week again. Uh, and boy, do we ever have some football to talk about. One Mr. Kenny Pickett, KP8, has made his debut with the Steelers, and it doesn't look like we're going to be going back. A new era is ushered in for Steelers football. Hopefully it's one as long and glorious as Kenny's golden mane. Mitch Trubisky started that game against the Jets on Sunday and played the entire first half. Uh, he took a big hit uh, late in the first half. Actually, time had expired, so the Steelers got a free play there with no time on the clock. And they were able to attempt and convert a 59-yard field goal. Uh, Chris Boswell extends his personal record and the venue record. I almost said Heinz Field record. It's now Acroshore. Uh, 59 yarders now is the new venue record. It was previously a 56 yard record set, obviously, at the old Heinz Field. So, uh, according to my Xfinity screensaver, uh, Mitch Trubisky was removed from that game due to injury, um, presumably incurred on that uh, that big hit that was flagged for the 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 roughing the passer. But he was there in helmet the entire second half waiting to go back into the game if need be. So I don't think he was that hurt. I was actually surprised he made the move as much as the fans clearly wanted it. Uh, Trubisky had thrown the ball, I think, a little bit better than he had in previous games. He still wasn't making great decisions. He was taking weird sacks. He was making some good throws, especially over the middle of the field, but he was following them up with some very interceptable balls. Uh, and then obviously killing drives with those sacks. Um, I thought uh, Tomlin's leash on him would be a little bit longer, but you look at that box score there and three interceptions for Pickett, only one for Trubisky. It very easily could have gone the other way. Uh, Pickett attempted 13. Well, there was one that was at least one that was canceled due to uh, due to a penalty. But of the 13 official attempts of the 13 official passing attempts that Pickett had in that game, all of them were caught. 10 by Steelers and uh, the three interceptions, obviously. So the other three ended up in the hands of Jets players. I want to go into the all 22 of those interceptions that Kenny threw uh, because I heard comments on the the highlight video that I put up that the interceptions weren't his fault. But uh, the, the one to Claypool, uh, it was a poor ball placement. He left it that ball way too much over the middle of the field. If he had led Claypool more towards the sideline there, he could have ran absolutely... Claypool could have ran open... Instead, he has to stop, slow up for the ball, allows the one of the defensive backs to to get back in phase and swat that ball away, and the other one was right there waiting for the deflection, just like a in elementary school how you used to play punt ball, and if you were a kid like myself who wasn't the biggest or tallest, you had to just kind of wait off the side of the scrum and hope for a hope for a ricochet. People have said that uh, Claypool got both hands on that ball, so he should have been able to come up with it. Um, that's an axiom in football. If you get your hands on the ball, you should be able to catch it. Uh, he Sure, he did get both his hands on the ball, and he could have clamped it, but because of a poor throw, Chase was put in a position where he had to try to make a jump ball reception, which he should be able to do with his height and leaping ability and whatnot. But for whatever reason, he hasn't had a terrible amount of success downfield with those kind of 50-50 balls. Uh, but as I said, it shouldn't have been a 50-50 ball. You, you put a better throw, lead that out in front of him better, and he's just catching in stride and walking into the end zone. So that's where I'm at on that Claypool interception. The The second one uh, the was out in the flat to Fryermuth. Ball way too tall. Pat was just barely able to get a hand on it and tipped it up, and another easy interception there off a tip. 
The ball never should have been thrown, as they noted on the broadcast, because it, there was a defender right there. It never would have been a successful play anyway. Um, and we've we've burned Ben and Mitch so many times for throwing that that safe route that ten yards behind the sticks, like. Even if he catches it, he's not going to do anything positive with that. Pat Firemuth has the best hands on this team. He has some of the, one of the best sets of hands in the, that you're going to find in the NFL. So for you with your to, to, for, so for you to say that my high school receiver coach said that if you get your hand on the ball, you should be able to catch it. Uh, you played receiver in high school. There's a reason you didn't play in college. Uh, go tell Pat Fryermuth to his face what he should and shouldn't be able to do and see how that goes for you. Now, I happen to know he's a Penn State guy. I'm sure he'd laugh and shake your hand because we're great people. We're a great convivial group. But, you know, temper your expectations. If Pat Fryermuth can't do it, there aren't that many people in the NFL and in the world who would be able to make that catch. So so that's where I'm at on the Fryermuth pick. As far as the Hail Mary at the end of the game, uh, the dude threw that ball at least 65 yards through the air. I'm not going to have that many that many criticisms because how how often have we seen Ben throw the ball in the last couple of years 40 yards and then go, oh, he's still got it. Look at him putting that ball out there. We haven't had a quarterback with arm range like that since at least 2018. Maybe five years, maybe a decade since Ben was able to put that ball out there that far. Uh, that thing was, he threw that ball so far, it was off the chart. If you look up his, uh, on next-gen stats on Amazon, his, uh, his, his passing attempts chart, you know, the chart that everyone always likes to post to show that they forgot about the middle of the field again. I'm the first person to ever figure out that the Steelers don't like to throw to the middle of the field. Look at me posting it on Twitter. We don't need to see that that graph ever again. We know that they don't like to use the middle of the field, uh, and that I'm whether that was Ben Roethlisberger or Mitch Trubisky or Matt Canada, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, we, we're sick of hearing about it. We know about it. Uh, you're not breaking any new ground, Columbo. So you can stop posting that that chart. In this particular instance, it did happen to be relevant uh, because I was looking for that Hail Mary pass. Should should be a little red dot for an intercepted pass, um, but it's nowhere on that list because the list only goes up to 50 yards past the line of scrimmage. And he threw that ball, you know, they were like they were at like the 40. He put it in the end zone, which is 60 yards, and then in the back of the end zone on top of that, so 65 to 70 yards. Um, heck of an arm there on the kid. Uh, I I didn't. He he was clearly maxing out his arm and actually threw that ball a little farther than he needed to and farther than he should have. Um, he, he put it over Firemuth and Claypool's heads. They were both down there, and uh, you know there were more defenders down there, so they were outnumbered. But if he took just a sprinkle of salt off that throw, uh, he could have dropped it right in there. He could have at least created a jump ball situation. And like I said, you know, kids just looking for the ricochet and punt ball. Like the, if those guys are going for interceptions, that means they're they're they're. No, they're not trying to bat the ball down. So tips and, you know, all that is in play. So all in all, uh, a lot of good throws from Kenny. He was living on Pickens' back shoulder. Uh, There's, you can do a whole highlight reel of just those throws. Um, And Pickens going across the middle, how he, it looks like those balls are overthrown and he just calmly in stride reaches out plucks it out of the air and tucks it away in addition to throwing the ball pretty well kenny was also a bit of a weapon uh, running um, as we all know that was something that mitch trubisky did a lot in college coming out of north carolina 
Uh, he had that touchdown on the read option against the Browns last week, and if there was any doubt about uh, if Kenny had overtaken him or and seized the starting job moving forward, he did the old anything you can do, I can do better, and ran that read option from two yards out to just one yard out, uh, and actually ran through a linebacker, I think. And he he gets in the end zone, and he's just shaking his head like, no way. Like, he can't even believe what he just did. I can't believe they let me score twice. They let me do it once, and then again? Aren't these guys even trying? He's an emotional kid, and he loves playing the game. You saw that after the, the seam shot to Fryermuth down at the goal line. Uh, he took that big hit, and then he gets up and starts jawing. And not the guy who hit him, but the next guy who was there, he was probably saying something to the effect of, Tell your guy he's going to have to hit me a lot harder than that next time because he just gets a biggest smile on his face. This guy can't be rattled. And he took he took a couple of big hits in the preseason too and got right back up. Like this kid, this kid is a gamer. Uh, I'm sure Pitt fans are already well aware of this, uh, watching him for, for however many years he was there. His kid's like 27. And I'm not going to be the downer here, but I will say that uh, between Kenny and George Pickens, uh, one of those two guys is going to get in trouble for talking at some point this year. That's, that's coming. Uh, whether they get frustrated and it's you know talking out of anger or if they're, they're, they're just styling on some guys. I mean, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if a flag would have came out, uh, a taunting flag on Kenny after that, that seam shot. But uh, his his line got him by the shoulder. They got him reeled in. Um, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a great thing to see is the... Uh, obviously, you look to the quarterback to be a, your default leadership position, but when the guy's in there as a rookie, and uh, I think it was... Uh, was it Dan Moore? It would have been someone on the left side of that line there. Obviously, Dan Moore is only in his second year, but one of those guys clapped him on the back and was like, "Okay, Rook, let's let's keep the mouth shut. Let's just let's get up to the ball and let's do what we got to do. Let's take care of business here." Um, uh, so, uh, from a team perspective, uh, and obviously, a, a Mike Tomlin-controlled team is never going to implode. Uh, you're never going to have guys become blatant character concerns, and if they do, then they get you know bounced out of town for a, a first and a third round pick to the Raiders. Is that what AB got traded for? I must be misremembering that. I mean, there's no way they gave up a first and a third for that nutcase. I don't know. Maybe we didn't know what we knew. Maybe we didn't know then what we know now. Anyway, so first game for Kenny Pickett in the books, uh, I'd give it a, I'd give it a B plus. I don't, I don't think uh, Kenny showing that he's up to the, the game speed of NFL competition so early I don't think that makes either Mitch or Mason any more expendable than they were. I think the canker sore of 2019 is still fresh in everyone's mouths. Uh, the the sour taste of that, uh, you know, I don't think we want to go sticking our tongue in that canker sore again anytime soon. We're, we're going to carry three competent quarterbacks uh, because if you if you dump one of those guys, you're going to have to pick up someone off the scrap heap. And in any given NFL game, you're one snap away from having to bring in your backup quarterback. Uh, which means you're two snaps away from having to bring in your third string guy. Um, it, whatever the odds are of your starter getting hurt, the odds are probably double of your backup getting hurt because he's coming in cold. He might not be, you know, conditioned. He might not be stretched properly. He, you know, all the all the different things that go into a game day starter's preparation that don't go into the backup. Uh, you, those are intangible things that you have to consider. So I think. I think they're always going to roll with three and then keep one of them inactive. 
So that about wraps up my recap of Kenny Pickett's first game in the NFL. Hopefully the next one goes better. I do think he is the starter moving forward. Uh, and if, God forbid, something were to happen to him, I think you do go back to Mitch. Um, Mason was the best of the three in training camp, but the worst of the three in preseason. If you can't even stand up to preseason competition, I don't know how well you're going to face a AFC North pass rush in full force. So if you have any thoughts of your own, throw them in the comments. I will be lurking as I always am because I have nothing better to do. And as always, love each other, be good to each other, and, you know, have that extra slice of cake if you want. Life isn't as long as you think it's going to be. Uh, odds are you're going to die of a car crash before you die of accidentally inhaling cake in your lungs. So, you know, why not? Let's Let's eat the cake, folks. Have a good week.